code name. Wait, wait, wait. Don't say it. Don't say it. Storm. to another episode of the Chalk Series Companion. I am your host, the Jaystrom, and this is a show where we cover every single episode of the television series Chuck. Why? Because it's my favorite show. It's a show I love, and hopefully you love it too, and that's why you're listening to this podcast. Now, today we are going to cover Season 2, Episode 8, Chuck versus the Gravitron. Yes, Chuck versus the Gravitron. It's a very interesting episode. It's a very solid wrap-up to the whole Jill arc, and I can't wait to get into it. And I just want to remind you guys first to go to chuckpodcast.blogspot.com. That is my site. There you can find every previous episode of the Chuck Series Companion that I've done. And you can find blog write-ups of each of those episodes. Also, you'll find links to other things like other people's recaps and also the music that's in each episode. Because Chuck, the series, always has fantastic songs and not to mention Tim Jones' fantastic score. I also have this cool treat for people at the end of this episode who have actually seen every episode of Chuck. So if you've finished the series, you've done an entire series watch of it, and you know everything that happens to Chuck Bartowski and Sarah Walker, then get ready for this cool treat I have for you at the end of this show. I think you'll like it. For you people who have it, unfortunately, you're going to have to wait until you finish the series because I don't like to spoil things. I think Chuck is fantastic because all sorts of great things happen story-wise, and I don't want to spoil any of that for you. So just keep on enjoying the series, and uh, I'll let you know more at the end of this episode. Now, to start things off, this episode was written by Chris Fedak. Now, you know, Chris Fedak, he co-created Chuck, came up with the idea, and Josh Schwartz loved it, and then they brainstormed and came up with the show that is Chuck, the show that we all love. So thank you very much, Chris for having that brainstorming session. Also, this episode was directed by Allison Liddy Brown. She is a veteran of television. She's done such shows as Revenge, Scandal, Parenthood, Bones, Royal Pains, Grey's Anatomy, Friday Night Lights, fantastic shows. And she directed two episodes of Chuck. And the previous one was Chuck versus the Nemesis. And you guys remember that, right? That was season one, episode 10. So if you want to go back and listen to that, go ahead, rewatch, re listen, and all that kind of stuff, because that's what we do here as fans of Chuck. We rewatch these shows. You can enjoy them as many times as you want. I hope. <laughs> In theory. You, well, I, you certainly can enjoy Chuck, the television show, repeatedly. Uh, my podcast, that remains to be seen, but I hope so. Mainly, I want this show to be something that people have as they're watching Chuck to um, 
you know, you watch the episode, you're enjoying it, and you listen to the show and you realize, hey, this guy likes the show as much as I do. Hey, we're having a great time. And that's what I want it to all be about. Okay, now let's get into Chuck versus the Gravitron. Now, if you'll remember in the previous episode, Chuck versus the Fat Lady, Sarah and Casey had just learned that Jill was a fulcrum agent. Now, Chuck has no idea. He just wanted to be alone with Jill. He wanted them to have a great time and, you know, have some uh, intimate moments without being observed by Casey. So uh, they got out of there. So naturally, Sarah and Casey are very concerned about Chuck. And as this episode picks up, we get another flashback. This season, season two, has been very flashback-centric at the beginning of episodes. And this one begins in Palo Alto, California in 2002 with Jill and Chuck at a carnival. And they're on the Ferris wheel. And Chuck seems very nervous about something. Chuck, look at this view. It's amazing. Chuck, just a Ferris wheel. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's not the it's not the wheel so much as it is me. What? What does that mean? I kind of sort of bribed the carney to stop us at the top. Well, for someone who's afraid of heights, that was pretty moronic. I was going for romantic. Okay, here it goes. Uh, Jill, we've, we've been friends for, for like a semester now, right? And it's been really fun. <laughs> and I was just, I was thinking that maybe, you know, uh, you and I, we could, I don't know. You know what, you're right. I, I what, what am I thinking? You're right, this is moronic. I, you were happy being friends and I'm happy being friends. And I just thought that... There is a problem. Way, way too much. Yes, Jill, Chuck does tend to do that. So they embrace and they kiss. And then we hear a familiar voice, the voice of General Beckman. And she's pretty livid that Chuck has disappeared and he's with a fulcrum agent. Jill Roberts is fulcrum and she has Chuck. How is that possible? Well, the Lafleur list contained a code name. Our computer translated to one Jill Roberts. By the time we saw it, they were already gone. His cell is switched off and his watch is still in the apartment. Find him. I don't care how. Just do it. You know, it doesn't matter. Fulcrum's working him over about now. He's not going to last an hour. No, you're wrong. They don't know Chuck's the intersect and they don't know Jill has been burned. That's a good point, Sarah. You know, as the last episode ended, we were kind of like, oh, crap. What does Jill know about Chuck? Is she taking him away because he's the intersect? In fact, she has no idea at this point that he's the intersect. At this point, she knows Chuck is a CIA agent. He's working with the CIA in a underground base. That's as much as she knows, as far as we know. Well, if it ain't torture, what are they doing to him? And with that, cue the song Hot Mess by Sam Sparrow. And Chuck and Jill are, um, they're uh, enjoying each other's company. We have ways to make you talk, Mr. Bartowski. Do your worst. (laughs) 
You know, what's interesting here is Sarah had just gotten done saying that Chuck left his watch behind and his phone was off. The only thing I can think here is that, being the morning, he decided to turn his phone back on. So naturally, Sarah would try his phone one more time, and voila, his phone is ringing. There's going to be yelling. Is it worth it? It was so worth it. I'm gonna take a shower, you deal for yelling, okay? And with that, Jill goes to get in the shower. Chuck has never been happier. Until... Oh, that's not good. Jill, your phone's buzzing. What? Jill has received a text message. Chuck picks up her phone and he looks at it. It says, have you heard from Uncle Tobias, Mom? But there's something about this message. It's code and the intersect decodes it much to Chuck's horror. Because that can only mean one thing. Nothing at all. Actually, I was just saying I'm a little, I'm a little uh, parched, cause, cause wow, last night was incredible. You know, like we had some fun, didn't we? But then I was thinking, hey, you want some coffee? Oh yeah, that'd be great. Okay, great, great. So Chuck is acting very peculiar now because he's freaking out because all signs point to Jill being a fulcrum agent, and I have no idea where Chuck's going. He's just freaking out, but luckily. Casey and Sarah are waiting for him. And you know, one thing I like about this is I felt really bad for Chuck at the end of the last episode because here he was, he has someone in his life that has nothing to do with the spy world. He's happy. He has a girlfriend in the real world and he's just figured out, although he may be in denial, that Jill has something to do with the spy world. She's most likely a fulcrum agent. Nothing is what it seems. He's panicking, he's freaking out, but luckily he runs right into Casey and Sarah. Don't! Oh, idiot! You sad sack, bleeding heart, idiot! She's... she's... Chuck, never do that again. It's Jill, I think... We know. Wait. This, this has got to be a mistake, okay? I've known Jill for eight years since college, and we, we had this really amazing... Look, she's not a spy, and she has no fulcrum code name. The code name? Wait, 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 don't say it. Casey says the code name, and Chuck flashes on it. Don't say Storm. Oh, my God. Jill's a spy. I'm sorry, Chuck. Cut back to the hotel room, and Jill has just read her coded message, and she looks very ominous. (laughs) 
But Sarah and Casey actually tell Chuck that uh, regardless of all that, he needs to go back in there and pretend like everything's okay. See, Jill has no idea Chuck is the intersect, so they need to see what she's up to. And, of course, Chuck is a little um, apprehensive about the whole thing. What do you mean I have to go back in there? Think, Bartowski. We don't want Jill to know that we know she's a spy, right? Okay, okay, look, okay. Jill is Fulcrum. Fulcrum is looking for the intersect, and the intersect just happens to be me. Chuck, they don't know that. Trust me, we're right here. Everything will be fine. You will be safe. Yeah, buck up, soldier. Fulcrum pulled one on us. Let's return the favor. Subtle. <laughs> I love how he's holding the tray of coffee, and he's, like, shaking. <laughs> Thank you, sweetie. You're welcome, darling. Ah, very good, Chuck. Very natural. Uh, Let's hope he pulls this off. Now let's cut back to Chuck's house, and he's just coming home from his great weekend with Jill. (laughs) And um, Jill's wondering, is everything okay, Chuck? You're kind of acting weird, because he is. And he assures her, no, not everything's okay. Chuck, are you sure everything's okay? Huh? Yeah, everything's fantastic. It's great. This is me on the verge of total happiness. Okay, you want to do something tonight? Um, yeah, I would, I would love to, but the, the problem is the apartment is not safe. My sister's back, and I can't blow my cover, so... Well, we can go out. Okay, all right. Okay. Bye. Drive safe. That's Casey, and he wants to talk to Chuck immediately. <laughs> Are you okay? You know, for a few days, I thought things were going to be different. I could have a life. I could have a girlfriend. I could be a regular human being. I thought Jill was... Different? No, normal. How could this happen? Indeed, Chuck, how? But luckily, General Beckman's here to tell you. Jill must have been recruited when she was at Stanford. Fulcrum uses leadership seminars to look for possible agents. Excuse me. uh, I'm sorry, General, but who in my life isn't a spy? My sister? My best friend? Should I just start asking people that when I first meet them? Hi, I'd like the extra value meal, and while we're on the topic, do you covertly work for a government espionage faction? Your flash in Jill's room referenced an agent called Leader. We want you to use your relationship with Jill, see if she makes contact with him. General, Chuck is not ready for this type of mission. He could barely handle a goodbye with Jill, and she's going to see right through him. This is our best opportunity to infiltrate Fulcrum. But if you don't think he's ready... I'll do it. Jill betrayed me twice. You bet I'll do it. Whoa, that's the spirit, Chuck. Now cut to the Bartowski home, and Ellie seems to be cleaning aggressively. Whoa, 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 don't sit down. Don't sit down. What, 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 what what is it? Devin's parents are coming tomorrow for Thanksgiving, and the couch is... Perfect. Okay. The awesomes? The awesomes are coming here? Yes, the very awesomes are coming here. They make their son look mildly impressive. Sis, you got nothing to worry about. They love you. I guess when you're a doctor and you marry a doctor and you raise three awesome boys, you tend to judge people a little harsher. 
I guess that's how I feel when Mrs. Awesome is around. I have never heard you use the nickname that many times. I know. I know. It's okay. I'm just a little stressed right now. But we all have our burdens to bear. Uh, yeah. Chuck, I think it's better you stay out of Ellie's way. Now, cut to Chuck's bedroom where he's getting ready for the day. And Morgan has something he really needs to tell Chuck about. But he's got to make sure the coast is clear first. Hey, Chuck! What? Anybody here? Like whom? Like whom? Like the other women, dude. Jill. Morgan, there is no other woman. Really? That's great, because I thought I was going to have to do some sort of intervention or something. You know, help you with your addiction to really attractive women. What's that smell? Uh, probably Ellie. She's doing some practice cooking for tomorrow. Naturally, tomorrow's Thanksgiving. So that smell is... And we all know that Morgan loves Thanksgiving. But what does he love more than Thanksgiving? He loves Thanksgiving prepared by Ellie Bartowski. I love the way he stands there and he watches Ellie pull the turkey out of the oven and she looks beautiful and her hair's blowing in the wind and she's sharpening the knife and he's just drooling with anticipation. It's hilarious. Morgan. Morgan. I need you to try this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. No, no, it's too, it's too dry. Test turkey number one is too dry. Uh, three hours, seven minutes. No, 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 no. What is, what is Ellie doing? She just threw the turkey in the trash. Oh my God. Morgan, we need to talk. It's fine. Please just don't hurt another turkey like that. Morgan. This Thanksgiving is very important. Sure. And things need to run smoothly. I know, I know. You've been so stressed. Everything's great. It's perfect. What can I do? Morgan? Yeah. You're. I'm not invited. Ooh, ouch. Now, cut to the buy more, and Morgan's pretty broken up about this, but Chuck assures him that he'll get him in there. Come on, you can't have Morgan. Absent at a Thanksgiving dinner. I can't believe this. I mean, how? Uninvited to tea day? Morgan, Morgan, relax. I don't know how many times I have to tell you. It's all going to be okay. I'm going to talk to Ellie and we're going to sort it out. Anna's out of town and you guys will only hope. If I don't have Thanksgiving with you, I want Morgan, Morgan, breathe. But here comes Big Mike and he needs to talk to Morgan. Hi, can I help you? With me. Did I just hear you don't have Thanksgiving plans? That's terrible. Damn terrible. I'm amazed to find so many staff members without proper plans for Thanksgiving. Like these two poor creatures. <laughs> and those two creatures would be Jeff and Lester. Hey, sir, are you inviting us to dinner? No. God, no. I need you lonely bastards to stand guard here at the store on Thanksgiving. <laughs> I love when he calls them lonely bastards. <laughs> stand guard? Yeah, because of Black Friday. We have more product in the store than ever before, and you three are going to make certain nobody steals it. I have a feeling this will go over real well. Now cut to Chuck and he's receiving a phone call, most likely from Jill, and he's a little scared to answer it. But luckily John's there to uh, 
force him to do it. Answer it. Not on the first ring. It implies an eagerness that I'm not really feeling right now. Wow. Oh, oh. Hi, 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 Jill. A, a date? Tonight? Yeah. It sounds sounds great. Where? It's a surprise. Of course I can tell my bodyguards to take the night off so we can be alone. Just the two of us. I'm looking forward to it as well. Mwah. Ow! Ow! What are you doing? What was that for? Kissy noise. Have some self-respect, Bartuski. You're a man. I gotta go talk to Sarah. <laughs> and, uh, yes, Chuck does need to go talk to Sarah. And this is one of my favorite scenes in the episode. Because he desperately needs help on how to pretend when he's really terrified. How is he going to convince Jill... That he has no other interest than just being with her on a date. What? What is it? Sarah, I need your help. How am I going to survive tonight? Well, a good spy knows what their mark wants. What do we know about Jill? She's a spy. She wants you to be under her spell. Okay, how do I do that? She's going to test you. When the time is right, she's going to make certain that she has you. That you love her. How is she going to do that? When you're most exposed. Emotionally exposed. Like uh, an intimate moment. Say, a kiss. Okay, imagine that I am Jill. The moment is romantic. She's close to you. She's looking into your eyes. God, okay, you got, I, I got that. I'm trying not to be distracted by the oh-so-romantic secret base. <laughs> Concentrate. Keep looking into my eyes. Don't look up. And if you can't hold Jill's stare, look at her lips. Good. Now move her hair back over her ear. And when you start to kiss, focus again on her. And just before your lips are about to meet, close your eyes. Okay, good. Good, you're all set. Huh? Oh! Yeah. Uh, that worked real well. <laughs> uh, luckily, here's Casey. Good. Hey. NSA just picked up a purchase on Jill's credit card. Two tickets to some stupid concert down at the Music Center. Better not be another freaking opera. Well, we'll be there waiting for you. Look, just remember, Jill is capable of anything. And as Chuck walks away, Sarah turns and gives him one last look. A look of worry, a look of longing. Eh, you be the judge. Now, as Chuck and Jill go on their date, we hear the song Knock Knock by The Accidental. This wasn't what? So Chuck and Jill wind up at a carnival, just like the flashback at the beginning of the episode. And Chuck soon realizes that um, Sarah and Casey think they're going to a concert, and maybe hard for them to know where Chuck is right now. Nothing, nothing. If I seem tense, it's just my irrational fear of carnivals right. acting up on me. Come here, I got another surprise for you. 
And looky there, they're back in a Ferris wheel. And we already know that those make Chuck nervous. You saw this coming, didn't you? You bribed a carny. <laughs> you know what happens next? You get really, really nervous, and then you ramble on for a couple of seconds, and then I have to kiss you. Good job, Chuck. Very convincing kiss there. I'm sorry, Chuck. For what? Joe! Jill's pulled a gun on Chuck! What are you doing? I work for a group called Fulcrum. You know who they are, don't you, Chuck? They plan to eliminate you. Jill, please, don't do this. Believe me, Chuck, I don't want to. I'm not a killer. This isn't what I do for a living. Yeah, you pull that trigger and it is what you do for a living. You already broke my heart. Is it necessary for you to shoot it as well? You're right. Wait, what? What is he right about? What are you talking about? Okay, Chuck, here's the truth. There's a fulcrum operative down there. He's watching us right now. I'm supposed to transport you to a car in the parking lot. If I don't follow their plan, they're going to eliminate you and me as a precaution. Now cut to Casey and Sarah, and they're tracking Chuck, or so they think. Most of the music center. What's the ETA on Chuck and the fulcrum agent? lost him. His signal just dropped off the grid. What? It was a ghost. Turn us around, Casey, now. They're not at the music center. North 101, go. Cut back to the carnival, and now Jill is leading Chuck by gunpoint on the ground. Chuck, you have to do exactly what I say, okay? I think you should know that my completely rational fear of carnivals is spread to ex-girlfriends. I mean, how do I, how do I know I can trust you? How do I know you're not just going to take me to the parking lot to do something you said you wouldn't? Oh, no. It's him. Who's him? Him who? Leader. Oh, great. There's Leader of Fulcrum, and he looks pretty creepy. It's played by that actor, Patrick Kilpatrick, who you may know as the bad guy from a dozen movies and TV shows. He was the bad guy in the Jean-Claude Van Damme movie, Death Warrant. <laughs> he played the Sandman, and for some reason, that's the first thing that pops into my head when I see him. But he is a scary-looking dude. Um, excuse us, person we don't know, you're blocking us? His handlers are closing in. Eliminate him. What, here? Don't think. Shoot him in the head and let's go. Did, did you did you just say... Let's talk about this first. Can we actually just leave if we... Oh. This is a test, Chill. Do it now. Too late. You're making a big mistake. Well, Jill pulls a gun on Leader, but as he says, she's making a big mistake. And he decks her as Chuck gets away. And what's this? Chuck hops aboard the Gravitron. Temporarily closed. Please come back later. I'm curious, has anyone ever ridden on one of these? They actually had one at Six Flags Over Texas when I was a kid. I have no idea if it's still there, but it was called the Spindle Top. It's one of those things you get on it and the room spins really fast and you stick to the wall. And then all of a sudden the floor drops and you're just stuck there. It's pretty cool. 
And of course, everybody you know has some story about how they were once on it or their friend was once on it and someone threw up and it flew and stuck to the wall or something. It's just so it's that urban legend story that everyone has. I once knew a guy who broke his arm on it. You know, hopefully that doesn't happen with Chuck. (laughs) Mr. Bartoski, you need to come with me. Um, you told Jill to shoot me. Why would I ever go anywhere with you? I'd rather not leave your body here on the ride. What if some kid saw it? Wow, that's, uh, that's strangely considerate of you. Good move, Chuck. He hits the button, the thing turns on, and they both fly against the wall. And this is actually a hilarious scene. Yes, I know Chuck is in danger, but he's stuck to the wall and he's trying to crawl away from the guy (laughs) as he's crawling after him. It's actually hilarious. Well, luckily, right one leader gets Chuck, the machine shuts off, and they crash to the floor, knocking him unconscious. So this is Chuck's opportunity to get the heck out of there. And it's hilarious how Chuck is all wobbly as he's walking away. It looks like Sarah and Casey have arrived, and everybody's looking for Chuck. Leader, Jill, Sarah, Casey, and Chuck runs into the funhouse. how I feel. And I love this part. Chuck runs right into the Hall of Mirrors. Chuck, you have to trust me. Jill! I'm not going to hurt you. Where are you? Jill, where are you? Why are you doing this? When did you join Fulcrum and why? I started at Stanford. I sponsored a leadership seminar. After school, whatever job we wanted, they got us. Made our dreams come true. Can you get out? When someone controls every part of your life, Chuck, you have to do what they say. After a while, I found myself doing things I never thought I would have done, but by then it was too late. Too late for what? Jill? Jill? And just like that, Jill is gone. Just in time for Leader to show up. I'm impressed, Mr. Bartowski. I wasn't really certain you were a spy, but now I see. Oh, crap. Now Chuck needs to get away, but they're in a hall of mirrors. He has no idea which way to turn. 
Goodbye. Whoa, Jill just shot Leader. And she saved Chuck's life. Maybe she's not so bad after all. Chuck, come on! Don't move! No, no, wait, wait, wait! Don't hurt her! She saved my life! So they now have Jill in custody, but again, we're confused because she just saved Chuck's life from the fulcrum bad guy. Where does her loyalty lie? Now let's cut back to the Buy More, and Big Mike is preparing the guys to watch the Buy More for all of Thanksgiving alone, locked in the store. <laughs> So, one more time, what's the plan? We stay here in the store all day. Anything goes wrong, we call you. Good. Remember, you three are the last line of defense against them. Yeah, but can I, can I, this is a bit overkill. Overkill? Grimes, my first store was the husky lad, big and tall, for the more than average man. It was robbed. Thanksgiving of 88. It was a dark day, Morgan. Husky lads throughout Burbank went without britches for Christmas. The store closed before the new year. So, no not overkill it's business sure wow that's uh, an amazing story there big mike <laughs> um but before you lock us in um isn't there some sort of law or rule about locking us in a store i mean what if there's a fire i'm not worried about a fire i'm worried about thieves all right lady big mike is cooking with the family i got fish to catch lady big mike Now, cut downstairs, and they have Jill wired up to a lie detector machine, and Sarah is going to interrogate Jill. It's going to be all right. Answer all of our questions with a yes or no. Okay. Is your name Jill Roberts? Yes. Did you attend Stanford University? Yes. Can I ask a follow-up question? You're about to leave through that window. I rescind my follow-up question. Do you have a degree in molecular biology? Yes. Are you a fulcrum agent? No. Wait. I'm sorry. Telling the truth is new to me. Yes. I am a fulcrum agent. Do you know the current whereabouts of your fulcrum handler, codename Leader? Do you know the current whereabouts of your fulcrum handler? Yes. Give us the location now. Tell me now or I lose my calm. Jill, Jill, just tell just tell him, please. Just tell him. Okay, I'm not supposed to know this, but Fulcrum has a mobile medical unit. You'll find later recovering in an office building in downtown Los Angeles. Is this a trap? No. Well, that settles it. It's not a trap. So they're free to go after Leader. And Chuck wants to know, what about Jill? After all, she did kind of save his life. Maybe she's not all that bad. Sarah, what about Jill? I know what you're thinking, but Jill is the same person that you went to school with and the same person that you dated, but we cannot be certain. Trust me, Chuck. You can't trust her.
Now, cut back to the buy more, and Jeff is up to something. Uh... Is he setting a trap? Mm-hmm. Good friend Jeffrey's been doing this job for give or take 15 years. This is his Thanksgiving tradition. Amazing. How many traps has he set? Just the one tripwire. It's kind of sad he tripped over it last year. Anyway. Bon appetit, buddy. Turkey and plastic? No, no. Les, this is all wrong. This is not what Thanksgiving's about. This is pathetic, dude. What? What else is there? There's so much more. Man, yeah, there's there's fun and food and friends. And that's that's just the Fs. Where? <laughs> I love the way Lester says that. Where? Out there. Morgan, we can't leave. Dude, what if I could bring him back here? A turkey. We, we, no, not, not, not like this. A real turkey? Yes. What do I have to do to get this real turkey? <laughs> yes. What must he do for this real turkey? And we find out it's Jeff wiring the security panel and Morgan trying to escape the building. Motor's off. Come on. Dude, we got to push harder here. I'm trying. I'm trying. Got your fire hazard. Hold on. Okay. Okay. Let me try. Go, 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 Okay, nice, Jeff. Now, can you open the door that is currently chopping me in half? I love that gag. It's, I mean, where did we see that? That uh, Return of the Jedi, most recently, Mission Impossible, where someone is hacking a door to get it open, and they open the wrong door, or they close the wrong door. It's hilarious. I love it. And then this very touching moment happens. When Morgan is on the other side of the glass, he stares at Lester, and they both place a hand on the glass. <laughs> it's hilarious. I love it. Did he make it? And Jeff just tripped over his own tripwire again. Oh no, the silent alarm just tripped and cut to Big Mike. He's about to go fishing and he has the biggest smile on his face. This is the happiest day of his life. Location 2453. Security breach at Bywar. Location 2453. <laughs> Big Mike starts running. It, I love the music. It reminds me of like a Michael Bay movie with the slow-mo. It's awesome. Now cut back to the Bartowski house. And Ellie is still freaking out about making Thanksgiving dinner for Awesome's family. And Awesome is on the phone. And does he have good news or bad news for Ellie? Tea time is 45 minutes. What time are your parents getting here? Okay. Mm-hmm. I love you, too. Babe, I got some news. 
My parents can't make it. <laughs> Don't toy with my emotions right now, Devin. Honey, I wouldn't dare. You're serious? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great! Oh, that's so great! Oh, my God. Now, can we just have some fun? Yes. And listen to Chuck stories, laugh at Morgan as he <gasps> O-faces through his, his mashed potatoes and stuffing? Oh, no. I uninvited Morgan. He's like the one person who loves this dinner more than anyone. Yeah, that's right, Ellie. Poor Morgan. Right now, he's digging through your trash can, looking for that turkey you threw away yesterday. Oh, man. Some animals got in the trash again. I saw you put it in the bag, you know, and I figured it was still good, so I don't... Okay. Morgan, I'm so sorry that I uninvited you to Thanksgiving. Please, please forgive me. Forgive you? Yeah, of course, yes. Yeah, I understand. I completely understand. I mean, you've been so stressed out with this whole thing, and, you know, with our new boss at work, and this Chuck and Jill thing is like... Whoa, 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 what are you saying, Morgan? Watch what you're saying. What Chuck and Jill thing? Hmm? What you'll say? I didn't say anything about it. Morgan, you tell me everything that you know. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I will. Can I just get one small favor? I need to invite a couple of guests over. And we'll see where that goes later. But uh, let's cut back to uh, the underground CIA base. And Jill wants a moment with Chuck. And we once again hear the song Knock Knock by The Accidental. Chuck? Hey. Hey. I was just seeing if you, you know, if you needed a water or something. No, I'm good. Are Casey and Sarah ready to start again? Um, no. No, not just yet. But before they do, I, I was wondering if I could maybe ask you a few things. Do you know how to work all this stuff? Yeah, totally. I, uh, read the manual. You read a lie detector manual? No, this is the manual for the entire castle base. Oh. You read a manual for a base. Well, you know, I mean, um... Wait, did Chuck just say castle? He did! This is the first time the CIA base is called castle on the series. We can now call it castle. Thank you very much. It's been killing me not to call it castle from the beginning, but, you know, I couldn't do that. I was waiting for it to be name-dropped. So here we go. Chuck versus the Gravitron, Season 2, Episode 8. The CIA base is now called Castle. I love it. I skimmed it. <laughs> would you uh, would you mind if I ask you a couple of questions? Go ahead. Um, back at Stanford when we were dating. Was that for real? Yes. really liked me those are real emotions yes okay then well then why did you sleep with Bryce right after I got kicked out of school Chuck it has to be a yes or no question or it won't work did you love him too no great that's great that makes it even worse there's a question you're not asking 
It's right there and you're not asking it. Did you sleep with Bryce? No. I didn't. Whoa, wait a second. She never slept with Bryce? The whole time, Chuck has thought that she slept with Bryce and betrayed him and all that stuff. It's not true. Uh, We'll get back to that later. Cut to the fulcrum hideout, and Leader is getting patched up from his gunshot wound. Come on, freeze! Stop right there. Take them all out of here. This one on the table is mine. Well, uh, Casey and Sarah have now apprehended Leader, so everything's all good. Now cut back to Castle. (laughs) I like saying that. And Chuck is just now realizing that most of what he's believed these past years has been false. So you're telling me that for the last six years of my life, I've been believing that you betrayed me? Why would you do that? When you got kicked out of school, my fulcrum advisor said that I had to let you go. Now, you weren't talking to Bryce, so that was the easiest way to do it. I'm so sorry, Chuck. I don't believe this. Fulcrum told you to dump me? I didn't have a choice. in your defense when they told you to kill me you didn't do it so I guess that means something it does I never wanted to hurt you Chuck ever you were my first love do you think that when this is all over we could try again wait Chuck what are you doing when this is all over She's a fulcrum agent. She's going to jail or CIA prison, whatever it's called. Lock up the big house. But Chuck, he's a little overcome with his emotions right now. He still loves Jill or he believes he does. And he believes she loves him too. Get me out of these. Wait a second, the lie detector said negative. That means she doesn't believe they'll ever get together. <laughs> Chuck is screwed. Chuck, we have leader. We're taking him back to the castle. Great. See you when you get back. I'm sorry, Chuck. Yeah, I have a feeling he is too, Jill. Because Jill is now holding Chuck at gunpoint. Chuck? Chuck, what's the matter? You promised that you wouldn't hurt them. The gun's on the table. Take the cuffs off now. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I let her out. It's my fault. I'm sorry.
we were headed to a holding area. Show me the way. Great. So now Leader is in the base, too, and they're putting Casey and Sarah in the holding cell. Chuck, do what he says and you'll be okay. What about my friends? Just do what he says. How could you do this, Jill? Chuck, it's complicated. Listen, I know complicated, okay? How could you do this? You did an excellent job, my dear. Show me access screen for the Joint Intelligence Database. Um, I'm sorry, I don't know how to do that. Do it now or I'll kill your friends, starting with the blonde. You guys just did all this just to get in here and access our computer. You, you, you let her shoot you. Devious, aren't we? Move him. Oh, baby. Jill, you're making a big mistake. Do what he says, Chuck. Why? Why? What is your boss searching for? I mean, what, what secret is worth this? Searching for someone. Who? Bryce Larkin. Bryce? Why are you looking for Bryce? Chuck, don't try and protect him. We know he's CIA. He stole something from us. They're looking for the intersect. I'm sorry, Sarah. I should have listened to you. We'll figure something out. Actually, I have a plan. Hey. What are you doing? It's a castle manual. I told you that's top secret. Yeah, I know. So am I. Hell yeah, Chuck has a plan. Now cut to Big Mike, and he's still on his way to the Biomore. <laughs> now what's this? The computer network at Castle has been shut down. Who would have been devious enough to pull this off? Chuck. What did you do? Like I told Jill, I read the manual. What did you do? Well, I locked you out of the computer system using the remote console that every room in Castle is equipped with. It's in the manual. Unfortunately, said manual is in here with me. And since I overrode Castle's primary controls, we're now safely locked within these bulletproof cells. Devious, aren't I? Very devious, Chuck. I love it. I'll make one call and my men will be here in 20 minutes. I'm so glad you brought that up because I also activated the base's communications jammer, so no calls out. Sorry about that. And because I triggered the CIA's trouble alarm, I think the cavalry's going to be here in 10 minutes or so. The nerd in me really, really wants to say checkmate right about now. Never say that. Why? Because you don't know who you're playing against. These cells might be bulletproof, but they can't withstand that. The blast will kill them. But I'll bet your cell will be fine. Chuck, don't do anything. Stay in that cell, Bartowski. Jill, do what he says, Chuck. Open the door, or your friends will die. Goodbye, Mr. Bartowski. Wait. Now show me the way out of here. 
Jill and then hurt him, I swear. Damn, you gave it your best, Chuck. It's a message from Chuck. I love this. It says, I also unlocked your door, taking them to the buy more, unleash the Casey. Hell yeah. Well, now uh, Leader and Jill have Chuck in the buy more and they're leading him out. But Chuck happens to notice one of Jeff's patented Thanksgiving Day tripwires and he steps over it. <laughs> he knows what's going to happen next to Leader, a jerk. Luckily, it's just enough time for Sarah and Casey to arrive to kick some ass. Sarah, don't hurt her! Chuck says Sarah don't hurt her. The look that Sarah gives Chuck. (laughs) It's like, what? Are you kidding me? But Chuck's an emotional guy. You know, he had feelings for Jill just yesterday. How's he supposed to go back and forth like this? And meanwhile, John is trying to kick Leader's ass, and uh, they're smashing into aisles. They're pushing each other into appliances. It's pretty awesome. Now, this is a very interesting moment. Sarah, she's going down the hallway with her gun. She makes her way to the break room. She doesn't realize Jill is right behind her. She's aiming her weapon, and Chuck shows up right then. Don't think that Chuck didn't notice that she was about to shoot Sarah. Jill, Jill, hey, I can help you. Come with me. Now let's cut back to Casey, and hopefully he's done kicking Leader's ass. Oh, wait, he's not! They're still going at it! And what's about to happen is wonderful. I love this. Leader has Casey on the ground. He's got his gun, and he's about to say something really cocky. He doesn't realize Big Mike is there to save the day. I love this moment. You thought you were going to take me down. No, baby. I am. I hate thieves. Grimes put you in charge? Hmm. Yeah. Smart boy. And just like that, Big Mike is taking Leader down. That's pretty awesome. Now cut to outside the buy more. Chuck is leading Jill to one of the nerd herd mobiles. What's going on? What are we doing? Look, you're taking the Matrix, okay? All-wheel drive, touchscreen navy, iPod capability, and a full tank of gas. It's the perfect getaway car. Just get in and drive as far as you can. I won't call it in, I swear. Thank you. still be together. How? Just you and me. No secrets. No spies. Come with 
Come with me, Chuck. No, I, I can't. I can't. I... Look, obviously, there's the whole opposites attract chemistry thing that we have, and I... I it's just there, there's there's one small problem. What are you doing, Chuck? Chuck has put the car into detention mode. Jill is now trapped inside. What's going on? Don't do this to me, Chuck. Did you know I wanted to help you? I was going to let you get away. Chuck. When you were about to kill Sarah, you made the decision for me. You're under arrest, Jill. And I'm breaking up with you. Wow, how about that? I guess that's one way to break up with your girlfriend. Now let's cut to Chuck's courtyard, and Chuck is trying to apologize to Sarah for his actions. I'm sorry, Sarah. I should have listened to you from the beginning. You were right. I wasn't ready for this mission. No one is ready for this type of mission, Chuck. Your girlfriend being fulcrum isn't something they teach you in spy school. I'm just too trusting. Ever since I was a kid, I really wanted to believe what everybody always told me, you know? I'm just getting used to this new job with the spying and lying. Don't get used to it. What makes you special is that you're not like every other spy. You're a good guy and you want to help people. Leave the deception to me. And now we hear the song, Can You Tell? by Ra Ra Riot. And I've said it before, Chuck does holiday episodes better than anyone. And they're about to have Thanksgiving at the Bartowski household. And I love it. Nobody does warm better than this show. And this will prove it. I'm glad I have you. Yeah, we're better as a team. Cut to inside and Ellie is not sure about this whole Jill thing. Is Morgan right? Is there no more Jill in Chuck's life? She's got to know. Are you absolutely certain that Jill is not with Chuck? Yeah, that's what he. That's what he yeah. told. Why do you think that Chuck's gonna pick up with Sarah? Well, I hope not. Maybe too. You know what we need here? What? Thanksgiving miracle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, Chuck and Sarah are gonna walk through that door. They're gonna be as happy as can be, and everything's gonna be fine. <laughs> well, good job, Morgan. Okay, I want everyone to notice that, that the show has just established that Morgan has incredibly intuitive powers. He knew that Chuck would walk through the door with Sarah. Maybe that means he knows a lot more about other things. And I love this. Right when uh, Chuck walks in, he sees Jeff and Lester and he's like, um, what are they doing here? Hi. Could they ask for anything? Happy Thanksgiving. Hi. Happy Thanksgiving. Do you realize that Lester and Jeff of the Nerd Herd are at our table right now? Is everything okay? Yes, well, uh, the awesomes couldn't make it, so you know me. Just expand Thanksgiving. Oh, oh. <laughs> I love in the background, you see Lester, he's hugging Sarah, and he doesn't want to let go. Awesome is trying to pull him off of her. It's pretty funny. Okay. Happy Thanksgiving. You t- are you okay? Of course. Yeah, why, why do you ask? Well... <laughs> Because Morgan told me about you and Jill. I'm sorry. I just, I was worried about you. Um, no. Yeah, everything's good. She wanted to see if we could work it out and maybe give it a second try. And? And I realized that Jill, Stanford, and Bryce, that's a story from my past. 
But my new story is you and Sarah and these freaking yahoos. <laughs> and sometimes it can be a really fun story. That's some mission. Bikini team. DeLorean. Flying DeLorean. Hey, Morgan. I think you... Come on, buddy. Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen, Morgan. There's no way you're ever going to get a DeLorean in the near future. I mean, come on. But they all sit down to Thanksgiving dinner, and it's an awesome moment. Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. Yeah, you were saying how, how the turkey gets made. You were saying that it's turkey's volunteer. Well, they don't. It's more of a draft. Toast to uh, some of the great uh, faces that I know, and some new ones to Thanksgiving. Yeah, all we right. don't know each other. Happy <laughs> Thanksgiving. Wow, what an episode. That is the end of the Jill arc. Jill is bad. She's locked away. <laughs> She's a double crosser. She's a lion cheat. She's a agent of Fulcrum. And Chuck is better off without her. And I'm right. Chuck belongs with Sarah. And that's all there is to it. No, but seriously, guys, this was a great episode. I love the whole wrap-up with Thanksgiving. The uh, way M- Big Mike took down the leader uh, was fantastic. Um, Chuck has his moments, you know, where he's not sure. is J- Jill isn't a fulcrum agent, but maybe she's still good. Chuck sees the best in everyone, and he's going to believe her. Of course he's going to believe her. And perhaps there is good there in Jill. But the moment he sees Jill about to shoot Sarah, it's all over. Guys, I want to thank you so much for listening to this show. I love doing it so much. It's so cool as each new episode is uh, done and put to bed. And I want to invite you guys to check out chuckpodcast.blogspot.com. It's a blog where I write up about every episode of Chuck as I do it and every podcast that I've done so far of the Chuck Series Companion is there. You can also send me any feedback you want. Send it to nimpodcast at gmail.com and also send me a voicemail at 1206-309-4729. If you'd like, I'd play it on the show. I'd love that. Also, be sure and check us out on iTunes. Just do a search for the Chuck Series Companion. Heck, you probably already know that. That's probably where you get the show from. But feel free to leave a rating or a review or both on iTunes. I would love that very much. Thank you to everyone who's done that already. You guys rock. Now, I want to get to the awesome kind of surprise that I have is... Recently, a friend of mine, Ross, did a series binge watch of Chuck on Netflix. He watched episodes 1 through 91, all five seasons of Chuck. And then, uh, you know, I wanted to talk to him about it. Okay, talk to me about it. Let's talk about the entire series, what you thought, etc. And I just happened to record that conversation. So if you guys would like to hear that, hear me talk about the entire series of Chuck, check it out. It will be provided as a link in the very blog post on chuckpodcast.blogspot.com for Chuck versus the Gravitron. So just read that post, everything I've written about that episode, and there in that posting will be a link to my special Ross Chuck Talk podcast. Now, again, I stress that if you have not watched all five seasons of Chuck, if you have not watched the series finale, Do not listen to this. It will spoil so much of the show, and I do not want to spoil Chuck for you. Please watch it on your own. I'd appreciate that. 
So uh, I'm warning you, don't listen to it unless you've watched all of Chuck. Okay. It's out of my hands now. If you choose to do it, hey, it's not my fault. I'm, I warned you. It's filled. It's chock full of spoilers. So I'm just telling you right then, don't listen to it <laughs> unless you've watched every single Chuck episode. You finished it, season one through five. Okay, I'm done. Okay, I'm done telling you that. So check it out at chuckpodcast.blogspot.com. Thank you guys so much for listening to the show. I can't wait to join you next time with season two, episode nine, Chuck versus the Sensei. So what are you guys waiting for? Go out there and watch some Chuck and I'll see you next time. You thought you were going to take me down. No, baby. I am. Now this is podcasting. Casting.